The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know how quickly things can change when it comes to work and the workplace. You only have to look at yesterday's Keystone announcement to see that. And and certainly COVID, COVID has really shone the spotlight uh, on it as well. But even before COVID, before this time last year, the workplace had been changing and, and changing a lot and changing very quickly. So how do you navigate all of it? Well, our next guest has some answers. Tyler Way is the Edmonton-based author of I Went to School for This and is making a presentation tonight through the University of Alberta's Peter Lougheed Leadership College on how to navigate the unknown future of work. He joins us this afternoon. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jaylen. Pleasure to be here. Oh, all right. You say when you describe what you do for a living, you say you work on work. What does that mean? I know it's a, it's a funny title, isn't it? I, <laughs> I work on this thing that each of us goes and does each day. And, you know, 3.5 billion people around the world wake up and they brush their teeth and they put on whatever work outfit they do and they go and they try to improve their life and for lots of people that works out great and for lots of people they struggle and so I try to figure out how do we improve that. All right Tyler one of the things that you say that you said uh, there's no way around it for a lot of us we have to see work differently what do you mean by that And, and how do we do that? Well, as you alluded to, we're in the midst of this just incredible period of change with work. And what we know is that that won't slow down. The challenge is we don't know what types of changes will actually be coming. And so what that means for people is that they have to now navigate an unknown future of work, which means that the skills that they start their career with may not be the skills that they end their career with. And so how do they start to think through their career in a way where their foundation allows them to adapt? And that's the question we're all grappling with. I think it's interesting, you know, you think of, you know, the baby boomers and you think of the Gen Xers like me who um, have, you know, probably went to school or or got out of school and said, okay, I'm going to get a job. And then they did that for 30 years or 40 years. Maybe they had one job their entire, their entire life. And then I look at, uh, you know, the millennials who um, think nothing of hopping from, from one job to the next or have a number of, of side gigs as well. I mean, you know, my oldest uh, has three different jobs that he's working on right now and he's juggling them all. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it is a really different way of, of thinking uh, uh, about things. And so I think that, you know, the, the younger, the younger uh, generation is maybe moving towards uh, that a, a whole lot better. I wonder though, for the folks, you know, who maybe are into their 40s or into their 50s and and something happens maybe they're working one day they get laid off you know the economy is crap and so you know jobs are are, are, disappearing COVID happens Mm -hmm. how do how do people you know maybe my age in 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 their 40s or into their 50s wrap their head around about trying to find something new or or start over again Mm -hmm. is it for some people that's a really empowering opportunity but for most people that feels pretty scary and pretty devastating. One of the key questions to ask yourself, at no matter what stage you are, you are in your career, is mm-hmm. do I feel like this job's coming back or do I feel like it's not coming back? And if it is, then maybe it's a networking opportunity where you're going to reach out to contacts. But if you're in that situation where you don't feel like your job's coming back or the type of job that you had is coming back, then it is about reskilling. 
And thankfully, there's a bunch of programs being put into place right now that if you do Google, you know, reskilling for my industry, um, those types of programs are showing up to allow people to take on bite-sized chunks of education to quickly to give themselves new skills to adapt and to make a connection between what they were doing to the new opportunities. Tyler, before you worked on work, what did you do for work? I worked actually for the Edmonton Oilers, and that really started my conversation with work. So that was back in about 2005. Back in 2005, and, yep. um, and 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 I think for you know you in one of your videos on on your website you you talk about um, you know you some people are lucky enough to love their job and and completely absolutely love it and and that's all they want to do for the rest of their life. Some people every once in a while you get a bug in your head going, oh, this is it. This is mm-hmm. this is becoming a, a a bit of a grind. And 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 when it becomes a bit of a grind, um, you can have really good days. But that 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 feeling of it being a grind can be really really tough to shake. Um, when it gets really tough to shake, are there th- is that is that something in your head saying okay it's time to get the hell out of this, or are there ways to work around that? Do you think? There's definitely ways to work around it. It doesn't make it easy, but there's ways to to start mm-hmm. to think through how do I. Uh, change tomorrow a little bit. And so work is that process where you're going to wake up and try to make whatever you can solidified for today and and better tomorrow. And so if you started to say, you know, I do 10 tasks every day and eight of them I just don't like, but two of them I actually kind of do like, and you just start to find ways to do more of that those two. And even if it's on your own time, you ask to do a webinar that's out there, or you ask to do a small report back to your office, just saying, you know, I want to investigate this thing that may be of interest for all of us. And you pull yourself in a path that's more engaging. And what you'll find is that even though it might just be a small portion of your day that you're starting to pivot, it will give you a bit of agency or the ability to lead your own career, where now you don't feel like you're at the mercy of, of this situation that you're caught in but you're actually able to pull it in a different direction. And just that mindset shift offers people a lot of headspace to make changes over time. Is it is it possible to have a love affair with work, to be to be passionate about it, to, to for it to be the end-all, be-all? It is. I've seen it all around the world. I mean, we traveled to 12 different countries and met with countless people, and you heard both stories, those who are in the grips of work in a negative way and those mm-hmm. who really have changed their lineage. You know, I think about a family in in Mexico that we worked with that makes candy in their backyard and it's a very cottage industry feel, but their daughter came out of the house halfway through and said, I became a lawyer through these candies. And you think about the way that these investments of time and energy and effort into something that allows your family to start to stabilize and change and think about a different future for itself. I mean, work's one of the most empowering ideas we've ever invented. And uh, it's uniquely human, and it's definitely possible to love it. You are uh, speaking tonight as a part of the Lougheed College Lecture Series. Uh, you're going to be discussing 10,000 Days, How to Navigate the Unknown Future of Work. It, it runs tonight from 7 until 8.30. It's free to register. People can still get in on that. Uh, Tyler, I'm curious to know, how do you, when everything is changing so fast and there's so much disruption going on, what's the best way to build a really, really strong foundation that can, that can, that can hold you up when maybe things are are you know crumbling down around you in the workplace it's it's the central question you know what we've found is the most empowering opportunity is to not try to outthink the change so we just don't know how the change of the future will unfold and it could go left or right at any time 
but we do know what the challenges each person is going to face. They're going to face the need to develop skills to find work. And then when work starts to frustrate them, they're going to need to find a way to re-engage. They're then going to need to find a way to pivot over time and just keep learning their way into the future. And then the fourth thing is they're going to need to learn how to stay healthy through it all, whether that's physically or mentally or emotionally. And so those four pieces really do give us a roadmap that says, I don't know where this is going, but if I equip myself for those four things, I've got solutions for the way forward. And Tyler, I think it's really, um, I think it's really important that you mentioned talking about staying healthy and not just physically, but mentally as well. And I think it's 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 a it's a good sign that we're seeing more and more workplaces put a focus on the mental health of their employees. And I think certainly over the past year, uh, because of the pandemic, it has become even even uh, more front and center. But that is that is something um, that is imperative, isn't it? Uh, moving forward um, is that is that mental health and making sure you're taking care of that it is and it's all-encompassing so we now know that work is the fourth or fifth leading cause of death in North America and that was pre-COVID so this isn't just an issue that we can allow to be silent anymore we need to talk about it and understand what it means and what work cultures need to do to improve in this area and you know if we look at COVID in particular what's what's ironic is that people's physical health they're reporting their it's higher than it was pre-COVID but mentally they're they're doing worse and so this does have different seasons to it and it changes with the times but we know that workplaces need to take this on seriously because it is big Given given the change, especially in the past year um, with workplaces because of COVID, so many of us are working from home now and and some people really loving it and deciding that they want to keep working from home, others uh, really struggling with it, wanting to be back in the office. What, what do you think that the workplace, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm asking you to, to gaze into your crystal ball here, yeah. Tyler, um, <laughs> but what do you think that that's going to look like a, a year from now or, or five years from now? I I think that it's going to shake out in a positive way. And what I mean by that is that for those who want to get back to the office, Google's had the ability to work remotely for, you know, a long, long time. And they've been investing Mm -hmm. billions into real estate and office space in particular. So even though they have the capability, they recognize the need to have offices and people working together. So I think that's coming back, but it may not come back with the walls around it like it was before, which gives those who want a bit more flexibility the proof that's possible. And so I see this is going to start to just offer more flexibility and give both those demographics a chance to have the, the path they want. So, Tyler, as I mentioned, that you're going to be uh, presenting a, an online uh, presentation lecture. I don't want to use the word lecture because it sounds so formal because I think we, you know, just having this conversation, I think people will get an idea of what it's, what it's about. But, you know, this conversation that you're going to have uh, this evening, I, I suspect you're going to be touching on a number of the things that we, we touched on. Is there anything else that you want people to know about your presentation tonight and we can get them to, to dial in and check you out? I think that one of the things that's really interesting about this is that it is a conversation and because we cover the idea of 10,000 days, which means you might be 18 or 64 or before or after that age, it it affects, it's got an opportunity to meet and and match the questions that all sorts of demographics and people have. So I'd say, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if parents and children wanted to come to this together or, you know, teams from an office, it makes sense for for a wide variety of people. And that'll offer, I think, you know, a good learning opportunity for all to plug in and probably really 
uh, fruitful conversation. I'll call it that. You can find uh, the the link to the uh, to the evite if you Google Lougheed College Lecture Series. Uh, just go through it, click on that. Tyler, thanks for joining me this afternoon, and and uh, I, I I love that you're having a love affair with your job, and I, I love how you transitioned out of one into another one and and trying to turn people on. This got really sexy sounding here all of a sudden, and I'm not meaning it to, <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know it's. You you're 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 trying to help you know I guess you know help other people fall in love with their with their work and and what what might be around the call uh, the the corner. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Absolutely, Jalen. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. I'm blushing. I'll talk to you later, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler you Way, checking things out. Again, if you want to uh, listen to his presentation, Google uh, Law Heed College Lecture Series.